Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Well, we are closing out 2021, and it has been a remarkable year for living and learning. A year filled with lots of opportunities for improvement, options for optimism, and the potential to innovate at every turn. As a result, I believe we've grown resilient, learned how to be more tenacious, and found within us a spirit of survival that was dormant for most of our lives. And what I mean by this is that heading out of the second year of a pandemic has only made us better. At least, that's how I see it. What I think about often is us losing our perspective of what just happened as the world continues to grow towards a more stable and predictable lifestyle. I don't want us to forget all that we've been through, mostly the positives. The idea that I'm going to share with you this week is rooted in my own desire to capture the best moments of both my life and those around me and encourage you to start to do the same. I believe that we have amazing things happening all around us every day, but we are simply too distracted to take a moment and recognize it. Now, leaders are people with influence, and everyone is a leader because we all have influence. And regardless of your type of influence, you are always leading. Walk into a room with low energy and an attitude, and everyone around you changes because you're leading. Walk into that same room like you've just had the best moment of your life and bring people joy And they join in. Leaders are always looking for ways to practice empathy and reflect upon their actions. Leaders are intentional about stopping and looking at what consequences have occurred as a result of their decisions and their expectations. Leaders are also looking to others with a curiosity to determine how best to meet the needs of those around them. Leaders look to pivot the pessimism they have all around them and shine a light on the opportunities that present themselves when we are truly optimistic about what is occurring around us. I mean, life happens for us. So we may as well embrace the things that happen. Now, one of my favorite things to say when I'm working with people is to ask them to complete this statement. You ready? Bad things happen in... Well, we all know the answer to this weird superstition. Bad things happen in threes. And if you believe it, you walk around the world when something goes wrong and you intentionally begin to look for the second and third bad thing. You actually wait for it. It's a really messed up mindset because bad things happen all the time. They don't come divinely directed like three cards have been laid on a table dealt to you and they're just waiting to be turned over. No, they're not that way. Neither is life. Now, the second statement I like to ask people to complete is this one. All right, everybody, ready? Good things happen in... Well, what's the answer? There isn't a cliche because there's no superstition. But you know what I say? I say 10. Yeah, good things happen in 10s. Why 10? Why not? There is no superstition for good. It's sad, really. I mean, why wouldn't we go through life counting up all the good things around us? Our blessings. Wait a minute. What if we actually did count the good things that happened around us, the funny things that happened, the micro moments of joy, the successes and victories, and recorded them? Good memories are harder to recall because joy and pain imprint differently on our brains. Pain imprints so that we can recall and avoid it in the future. And joy, well, depending on the magnitude, 
many joyous moments are just simply forgotten. They just pass us by. But what if I had a strategy for you to capture all of the positive things that happen all around you every day? I have one. But of course, I got to tell you a quick story. When Megan and I first became parents, we intentionally discussed how to make our life as a family engaging, fun, and filled with traditions. Traditions that would support the kids as they aged by ensuring that they had predictable elements of their life, life cycle rituals that they could both depend upon and look forward to. We discussed family road trips, routines during the week, like Sunday dinner with our extended family and friends, the importance of being together for as much of life as possible so that we could model for our children how to deal with happiness, adversity, success, failure, and sadness. We also talked about how to remember all of the amazing things that were happening around us. For some reason, when we would ask our parents, do you remember what blah, blah, blah was like? And they would say, well, you know, you were nice. (laughs) What? Well, we decided we were going to do something. Because when you enter a new season of life, a new job, a new day, one of the amazing things is all of the ways in which those new things impact you. And yet we forget almost all of it. Now, I've tried journaling at the end of every day and doing a diary, and I've found a million excuses not to take the time to reflect in writing. While it seems like something some of us would be good at, journaling is all too often a strong aspiration that lacks motivation to follow through. So, when I was a young leader, when I was going through my days, I would write out on pieces of paper in a notebook funny things that happened, positive things that would happen, or small things I wouldn't want to forget. And many times in long meetings to keep myself occupied, I would write out quotes from the people in the room that, out of context, sounded hilarious or were so profound that we wouldn't want to forget them. So once our son Charlie began speaking, Megan and I decided that we wanted to capture all of the funny or endearing things he said or did. So on February 10th, 2006, when our son was just three and a half years old and our daughter Grace was eight months old, Megan wrote this in a spiral-bound polka dot journal. So, the thought behind this is to write down all of the awesome and amazing things that Charlie and Gracie say that puts a great big smile on our faces. The spiral-bound book contains 10 years of commentary from when they were little kids and narratives of the things that were done or said. And as I read through the entire book while preparing for this episode last night, I laughed, I cried, and I kept reading them to Megan with great delight. But here is something interesting. I read all of the things in the journal, and I remembered almost everything written in there. Why? Well, every time I or Megan wrote something in the journal, we would read all of the other journal entries back to the family, and they were fun moments of joy and remembrance. We captured some things that only kids could say, and they're all positive. They're all counting up to look for more good in the day, the week, and the moment. We have the first day Gracie said mama. The first time Charlie came home from school and a ton of other incidental days of hilarity. Here are just a few things that I wanted to share with you that I don't think will embarrass them. Well, not too much. Actually, I don't really care because I don't listen to the podcast. So here's one. When Charlie was three and a half years old, he went to a middle school orchestra concert with me at the school I was the principal at. And he kept repeating to himself during the concert with great astonishment. Those are real kids playing those instruments. Real kids, Dad. In the build-up to Charlie's fourth birthday, which is June 22nd in the middle of summer, we kept telling Charlie that when he turned four, he'd be a big kid and would be off to school. So on the morning of his birthday in the middle of summer and well after the end of the school year, as he was laying in the bathtub, he said, 
Do I get to go to school today? Another one. Megan, Charlie, and Grace are eating lunch together. Charlie's four. Grace is two. Megan's in her late 20s. Mom asks Charlie if she can have a bite of his cookie, to which Grace shouts out, Wait, no, bite me! Five-year-old Charlie's asked by his grandma, How did you get so smart? Well, Nana, it's a gift from God. April 22nd, 2010. Charlie is eight and Grace is five. It was Earth Day, and at school, they obviously had talked about the importance of trees. Gracie's in the back seat of my car and says, Dad, trees make air so we can breathe. Dad, there are no trees in the car. Dad, I can't breathe in here. And then she started to gasp for air and open the window. Here's the last one. Grace puts on a firefighter's helmet and a Clone Wars Star Wars mask and grabs a small baseball bat out of the toy bin. She walks into the bathroom where Charlie is laying in the bathtub. She then begins to smack the bat in her hand and says to Charlie, Step out. I'm going to paralyze you. (laughs) There are a lot more moments in that journal that demonstrate the kids' kindness, humor, love for each other, and our weird Nightski life. And believe me, those are probably the best ones that I can share with you on a G-rated podcast. But it is all good. And it's all of the good of our days. It is also wonderful every time you open it and reread the other moments to remember with a fondness and a warmth of all the good things. Raising a family is hard, but so is being a leader. And a lot of joy can pass you by if you're not looking for it. So what's the strategy? Well, go to the store and buy a $1 journal and carry it with you in your bag, your backpack, your briefcase, wherever. And when you witness, see, or experience something positive, funny, endearing, inspirational, or moving, take a moment, just stop, and write it down. Memorialize the positive. It literally takes 20 seconds. Go ahead and maintain your weird, bad things happen in three mindset if you want to, or shift it to begin to look for all the good things around you. This is a process to address the problems that come with leadership. Too many of us are constantly questioning our impact and we fail to find the evidence to answer these questions. Are we making a difference? Does this even matter? Do people care? Am I impacting the outcome? You can fill your mind with doubt and pessimism or you can create a positive script. There is a ton of research on this if you need it because it says that journaling with intention so that you can later reread and reflect is found to help you create new habits, new insight, and reflect upon your journey in different ways. Are you ready? The research shows that collecting the story of your life helps you heal and grow more perseverant over time because you will not have forgotten what got you where you are. If you are truly focused on leading and serving others, you need to write a positive script, keep it in front of others, and regularly revisit the days and moments that mattered. Here are a few ways you can engage this. Sitting in a meeting, have your journal out. Capture quotes of the people in the room. We started doing this with my executive coach and our team a few months ago, and we read it at the end of every meeting, and it's hilarious. Assign someone in your meetings to be in charge of nothing but capturing insight and positive contributions or results for the meeting and keep that journal. Then when you start the next meeting or interaction, have the last messages read out loud. It'll fill hearts and remind others of the other work we did in the meeting. Too often we get together make decisions, and move on with our day and forget the impacts and influence we have in those moments. So increase the impact by capturing them, repeating them, and reviewing them for all. Culture is driven by process. In the office or the classroom, 
Have a journal to capture moments of levity, success, firsts, and fun. Assign different people each hour or day to capture the moments and then read them off at the end of the hour or the day. The journal is not only going to be a cultural edition that enhances the hour and purposefully memorializes the great efforts of the hour, it more importantly will reinforce the behaviors that are valued in the culture. It will reinforce the needs we all have for recognition and contribution. And most importantly, it'll be fun. Keep a book. Don't Google Drive this. Write out volumes of hilarity, engagement, endearing, loving moments. Capture the real people in the room and count up to the 10 positives instead of capturing the three bad things that will always happen if we're looking for them. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe how you can count up the good things. List ways you can capture the positives, the endearings, and the enlightening moments around you and develop a process for finding the good in each day. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening, and please share this on your social media platform and rate this episode. Thank you to the Well Pennies for the great music, and don't forget to download their new holiday album. We are heading into a new year, 2022, which for me sounds like someplace way off in the future, but it's just a couple weeks away. And how we enter that year is up to us. I often wonder how people will be as we get another calendar fresh start if they don't look for intentional ways to improve, to see the good all around them, and find ways to immortalize the events that define them. I have forever carried a little journal or book around and always write out little notes throughout the book. There are lists of things to do, people's telephone numbers, Random quotes like, when life gives you lemons, find vodka, which my friend Aaron says all the time, or interactions with people or observations I make. I keep all these journals in a drawer in my desk once they're filled. I go back to a random journal when I put a new one that has just been filled in there and read through it to see if there's anything I forgot to do or want to revisit. Imagine if you did this with all those around you. A journal for your team. A journal for those you managed. A journal for your family or friends, or just a journal. I don't have to imagine it because I do it, and it's powerful. And I'll leave you with this one from a journal from a few years ago that I pulled out of my desk. It said, got a call today from a school leader who described having to call a parent and explain that the parent's son had overdosed on heroin at school, was without a pulse, and was brought back to life through the quick actions of the school resource officer who had a Narcan pen and brought them back. The parents expressed gratitude for the school calling and was appreciative that they knew where their son was and for the police officer's action. But then the parents said something that shocked her. Please don't call us anymore about this. He's 18 and he's not our problem anymore. The principal, as she explained it to me, was near tears as she shared the story and then told me how she spent the day at the hospital with the student who was handcuffed to the bed until he awoke. And then when he awoke, the young man said to his principal, I didn't think anybody'd be here. I didn't think anyone would care. Humanity is awesome and painful. I captured that because of two reasons. One, the parents had given up on the fight with their child's addiction. But yet, there was a buffalo leader charging into the storm for that young man. I have no idea what the outcome was of that narrative. But I know this. In that moment, that leader was where they needed to be. She demonstrated influence, and I never wanted to forget her willingness to be there for that young man. 
today, today I challenge you to take a moment and capture all the good taking place so that you can constantly look back upon your own journey and see the amazing actions being taken all around us. Focus on the good and you won't have enough pages in whatever book you buy.